Today, we are going to talk about the four most common myths surrounding cancer that trip up HR professionals all the time. Stay tuned. Welcome to 100 Acts of Love, how to help when cancer strikes. Great tips and unique ideas on what you can do to support your friend with cancer. Hello and welcome to 100 Acts of Love, how to help when cancer strikes your employee. My name is Kim Hamer, and I'm really glad that you are here today. So if you listened to the podcast last week, you know that I am slightly shifting my focus to really focus on talking to HR professionals and helping them support their employees with cancer or in any type of crisis. And the reason I'm doing this is twofold. One, because I am an HR professional, a PHR certified professional, but also because HR professionals are on the front lines when it comes to dealing with employees and cancer and life crises. So this is all this this is for all those HR professionals who are human and who like most other humans don't really know what to say or what to do when someone has cancer. So I am here to help you do that. I'm so glad that I'm here. Um Really quick, actually, let me tell you a little bit about my story. I'm going to put a podcast out next week that will talk about my whole story. Um, but my husband was diagnosed with stage four large stage four large B cell lymphoma when he was 40, um, and seven months later he was cancer free. And the work that the organization did, and the, the the things that the organization did to keep him engaged were absolutely amazing. Um, you know, Art, my husband Art, felt very supported by them. And he was so anxious and ready to go back to work after that first cancer because he just felt so much love for the organization. And it was at that time that I started to kind of, I wasn't in back in the HR world at that time, but I started to kind of, the wheels started to turn. Um, and I actually started focusing on helping anybody learn what to do and what to say to their friends with cancer. So that's a little bit of my background. I will go into it much more depth later. But today, we are going to talk about the four myths people believe about cancer and why these are so important if you are an HR professional is because they have a lot to do with the work and what you think your employee can or cannot do the minute the word cancer comes out of their mouth. All right. So before we go on, please take a moment to subscribe. Oh, wait. <laughs> take a moment to subscribe so you don't miss a single podcast. Again, this is for you all out there, you HR professionals who are dealing with all of our employees' issues that come out of left field. Um, and so this is to offer you that kind of support in that one area. And if you do want that kind of support. If you want to know how to be super, super effective with your employees, if you want to know how to build retention and how to build employee engagement, then please make sure you subscribe so you don't miss a podcast so you can learn all these great little tips and tricks. Okay, so back to the podcast. Four myths about cancer. Now, why well, why do we believe myths? Now, myths come in all sorts of form and fashion, and basically they survive because people who haven't had the experience, um, you know, don't know that what they're thinking is not correct. And for those of people who have had the experience, you can only talk to so many people. So myths survive partly because of because of it's just a story that we like to believe, but myths also survive because of the movies and also television, right? They we we kind of we look at we. See see those stories being told and we think that that's exactly how it happens. The reality is it's often not exactly how it happens. 
So why these myths can hurt you as an HR professional is very simple because you're going to make assumptions that will not, that will keep you from connecting with your employee. And as I said in the last episode is your employee is confused and is looking for a foundation. And when they come to you, it is at that moment that you can set the intention of how you're going to interact with your employee for the rest of their time you know, while they have cancer and probably until they leave the company. Um, So you want to be really careful with what you say and how you do when they tell you because that sets the intention forward. Um, And so that's why, you know, knowing what these myths are is also very important. So I'm going to start chattering and I'm going to get on to number myth number one. Number one is saying nothing is better than saying the wrong thing. (laughs) Not true. Okay, So here's a scenario. You have just been to the hairdresser and you're looking fly, looking good. The highlights are working. The cut is perfect. Your hair is healthy. You know, you look so good and you run into a friend on the street and your friend and you, you stop and you talk and you chat and you have a great conversation. You walk away and you're mad because that your friend did not say a single thing about your hair. Fabulous, fabulous hair. The same thing happens with cancer, except obviously it's not a fabulous thing to have cancer. When you don't take the time to acknowledge a person's cancer, you are basically saying to them, I don't care. Now, I know that's probably not your intention at all. Really, what's going on is most people are afraid to say the wrong thing. But when you don't say anything at all, the interpretation is usually you don't care and you don't have any balls because because this person is dealing with cancer and you can't find the courage to say something. So just know that. (laughs) And I can tell you that's true because I've talked to many, many, many people with cancer and they just lose respect for people who ignore the fact that they have cancer. We all want to be acknowledged. And so it's really important that you take the moment to acknowledge the person and and what they're struggling with at that moment. Okay. Hip myth number two, they won't be able to work. (laughs) Not true. Cancer is kind of like snowflakes. <laughs> and I know I just compare cancer to snowflakes, but you know, snowflakes are in each one is individual. Cancer treatments are getting so that each one is individual. Cancer does not mean that you are going to get chemo. Cancer may mean you're just going to have radiation. Cancer, having cancer may mean you're just going to have, you know, chemo. Having cancer may mean you're going to get radiation and chemo. And I cannot tell you the number of different drugs there are out there and how their side effects differ greatly. So don't assume that your employee is not going to be able to work. What you can do is you can sit down with your employee and talk to them about a work plan, which I will again do another podcast on how to set up a work plan. So you want, you will be able to talk with them about a work plan. Now you can't do this until they have a care plan in place so that they know what they're, what what kind of care they're going to get, what kind of chemo they're going to get, what kind of, what's, what are the side effects are, will they be able to work, all that other stuff. So once they have a care plan, then you can have your work plan put into place and that, and give the employee the option of working if they want to work. For many people with cancer, the idea of sitting home is terrifying. So they prefer to work. It just makes them feel normal. It makes them, keeps them engaged in the, in the, in, in, in the world. So do not assume that they won't be able to work. Okay. 
That was myth number two. Myth number three, I should wait for the employee to come and ask for help. And, okay, sorry, that's such an obnoxious sound. <laughs> sorry. Okay, so here's why that doesn't work. Raise your hand if you remember the last time you asked for help. Raise your hand, keep your hand up, and then raise your other hand if you think asking for help is really easy. I'm betting that most of you don't even have a hand up. It's because asking for help is really hard, especially in the U.S. We believe in our strength and our courage and our ability to make things work and to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps. And we believe that we are all self-made. And of course, that's totally not true. But I mean, you know, whatever. Um, But we believe that. And so it's so hard to ask for help. And so when you're waiting for your employee to ask you to help, it's just not going to work. Not to mention, your employee probably doesn't know what to ask for help for. They have no idea what they can get, what, what they're allowed to do within the organization. So this idea that you should wait for your employee to come and ask for help is just simply not true. And I'm going to be really honest, it's kind of a cowardly thing to think. Because that way, you don't have to be responsible for talking to them. You don't have to be responsible for making a mistake. You don't have to be responsible for making a suggestion that they don't like. So when you think about it from that point of view, you don't want to be a coward. You want to kind of get in there and have courage. Difficult conversations happen around cancer a lot. And they are also some of the most powerful conversations as well. Okay, myth number four. After the cancer is gone, they will be able to return to work at 100% capacity. Not going to do that noise. This myth is incorrect. So my husband, stage four, which is the worst stage of cancer you can have, large B-cell lymphoma, seven months of chemo and radiation. And um, at the last, you know, it stopped, the cancer stopped growing. So we were very grateful. And he was really disappointed that he just couldn't go back to work. The chemo has massive side effects that stay in the body I'm not even sure for how long, but at least for him, it was up to six months. So he had neuropathy, which is kind of the numbing of the fingers, which made it hard for him to type. He um, dealt with kind of brain fog, you know, chemo and brain fog. It is a thing. And so he was dealing with brain fog. So sometimes he just wasn't able to concentrate and to hear, you know, the complaints of parents or to sit in, 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 um, you know, meetings with people. Um, So, you know, just because they're done with cancer doesn't mean that their life goes back to normal. So that's something to keep in mind. You can adjust a work plan. You can have a re-entry work plan set up with your employee so that everyone understands what the expectations are. And as your employee feels better and better, that work plan can change so that maybe they won't need it as much. So ladies and gentlemen, those were the four myths. Myth number one, saying nothing is better than saying the wrong thing. Myth number two, they won't be able to work. Myth number three, you should wait for the employee to come and ask for help. And myth number four, after the cancer is beat, they will be able to work at 100% capacity. All of these really fantastic myths. Thank you for joining me today. I just want to say that you guys have a lot to do with your time and you're choosing it to spend it with me. And I'm just so very grateful. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Um, Don't forget to subscribe again. If you want to reach out to me to ask your own question, if you want me to help you help an employee, just go ahead and reach out to me on LinkedIn or Facebook or Instagram. I'm on them all um, and or my blog. And I'm happy to see what I can do to support you. This is not rocket science. But 
It is something, if you're not used to thinking this way, it is something that is filled with a lot of stress. And sometimes you just need that objective person to have that conversation with. So that is it. I'm wrapping it up and I'm going to close it out the way I close out all my podcasts. And that is you matter. You matter so much to so many people. Don't forget that. All right. I will talk to you all next week. Take care.